CEO of SeaWorld has stepped down. Yeah, stepped down. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be getting a $10 million retirement package if he can jump up and catch it with his mouth. <laughs> jump up and get it. That's a sort of silly humor I long for. That's a pretty good joke right that there. It is. I loved it. Not enough of those in late night shows anymore. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Which gets to this point. I was listening to a radio show yesterday. Stealing this from him. And uh, and he said, do you know anybody in real life who talks about Jared Kushner and Hope Hicks the way the media does? Do you know anybody who's actually thinking about this or worried about this or concerned? You know, I know people day-to-day. who are hardcore into politics, into news, etc. I've never in my life had anybody bring up Hope Hicks in a real-life conversation right? on any topic, nor Jared Kushner, unless it was his dushiness as he was walking along in his crested blazer and Ray-Bans. So with that, in mind, with that in mind, a couple of different things that we need to catch you up on. First of all, Barbara Streisand's dog. Uh, she has cloned two of her dogs. Uh, I believe she is childless. This is what, you know. I'm sorry, people. again, she's cloned one dog twice or two dogs once? I believe one dog twice. Okay. That, that, is, breed, that is accurate. The breed again? It is a Coton du Tillet. Which, Come again. Which died at age 14 in the year 2017, so last year. Um, apparently, this dog is very important to her, Samantha. Uh, when the clones arrived, oh, yeah, she got the two of the dogs she loved. I see. When the clones arrived. I'll she, have the one by two, please. So when the clones arrived, she couldn't tell them apart, obviously, because they look exactly alike, because they are. Uh, and she dressed one in red and one in purple, thus they ended up with the names Miss Scarlet and Miss Violet. You know, it's hard to believe this will get any more sickening, but I have a feeling it will. Go on. Uh, she does have a son. He is 51 years old. Okay. So, oh, okay. You know. um, uh, Barbara Streisand was a, a great singer 40 years ago. And a, a fantastic comedic actress. Oh, yeah, too. yeah. I loved her movies. Right. When I was a, when I was a little child. <laughs> Often went by Babs. Back to you, Jack. Yeah. She uh, is now the Bill Gates of sanctimony. They have different personalities, Streisand said. I'm waiting for them to get older so I can see if they have Samantha's brown eyes and seriousness. I'm sorry, she said in answer to what? Somebody asked her? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, I'm waiting to see if they get older so, that, so I can see if they have Samantha's brown eyes and seriousness. Mm. Oh, man. I love when people talk like that about their dogs. <laughs> What's the matter with you? You know, Baxter's injured. We had to take him to the vet yesterday. He split his uh, dew claw. Ooh. Dew tail. Yeah, so he's got like a bandage thing on his paw, and we're trying to get him to not chew on it. we got to get him a boot so he can go outside, and it's are about you, to be rainy. And Are you running a dog fighting ring again? It's dog wrestling. Nah, poor fella. So now, oh, my God. And he's, you know, he's a herding dog. So he's got to run and run and run and chase tennis balls and chase him and chase him and chase him. And we're supposed to keep him calm and quiet and indoors unless he has his special boot on and then calmly let him go to the potty and then bring him back in and the rest of it. Is he having to wear a cone of shame? No, no, he probably ought to be. We got to see if he'll leave his uh, bandage alone. I'm thinking maybe he doesn't. He's still a good boy, though. No, he's a good boy. Yeah, he's the best. So what's the number one story in America today? He's going to be crazy, though. i got to get him some pot or something. to, Because, to, God, he's going to be out of his mind. Medicinal marijuana for dogs. Yeah, yeah. Here, suck on that. Blow it in his face. I don't smoke the marijuana, so I don't know who's going to do that. He might lose his seriousness. You don't want that. <laughs> um, What's the number one story in America today? 
Uh, it's either Jared Kushner's security clearance or the Dick's Sporting Goods store. Dick's Sporting Goods. Which yeah, there you go. Trying to nail down what's actually going on there because we're getting a bunch of texts saying they, they, they haven't sold the ARs at their st- Dick's Sporting Goods for years. They have another outlet kind of store that's more like hunting and fishing design. That's where they were selling them. Yes. That aren't called Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah, after the suspension, when they suspended them after the Sandy Hook shooting, they a few months later, they began selling them at their hunting and fishing chain called Field and Stream. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which most people probably don't have any idea is associated with Dick's Sporting Goods whatsoever. Mm. But So there's there's the breakdown there. Well, it's All only right. a gigantic story because everybody in the media is so pleased by it. Right. I mean, they're enthusiastic about it. Remember, enthusiasm drives the selection of stories on this show as well as other, you know, the the liberal media. I do think it's interesting uh, way to go about it. Maybe, you know, uh, if there's enough public pressure, if there's and, and if your feeling is, look, the public feels this way, but our government's not reacting to it. Maybe private business will right. react to the public and it will get yeah. taken care of that way. Maybe that's what happens. I don't Here know. it comes. Everybody's guns are going to be taken away. Thank By you, Mr. Dicks. President. By Dick, whoever he is. I don't know who this Dick is, but he's uh, big. He's powerful. Apparently. Um, he's uh, Golf Galaxy, I think, is a Dick's Sporting Goods store, and that's all over the place. I got a Golf Galaxy near where I live, and a block down is a Dick's Sporting Goods, so they're kind of taking over, whoever they are. But, you know, listen, and if they want to do that, that's fine. I'm a Liberty guy. If, sure. if you don't want to sell left shoes at Dick's Sporting Goods, don't. Do whatever you want. Seems like an odd move. Just for instance, um... But that now re- reduces the number of places that, for instance, I could buy said firearm from, you know, from 84 to 83 within a 45-minute drive. Well, it's a gesture. It is a gesture. And, and go ahead. Good for you. And, and let the buyer decide what they want. And who do. knows? Maybe they, they will be great for business. And uh, the, the, the chunk of people in America that, that don't like those guns will do all their sporting goods buying exclusively at Dick's to help support them and... I tell you what. You I don't know, know. I don't know how it will work. I was all ready to go on a screed. I guess I, I touched on it yesterday, but about the whole Delta Airlines flap in Georgia, Delta said, we're not going to give the NRA a discount anymore. They're joined by, I think, Hertz Rent-A-Car and United Airlines and a couple of people because, you know, it's it, if, you, if you're not hip to this, any association that has any large number of members, it, you know, a business will grant them a tiny little discount hoping all their members will do business with, with for instance, Dick Sporting Goods instead of, uh, what's one of the other ones? I don't know, Big Five Sporting Goods. Um, and it, it's a small discount. I think, you know, some of the companies we've worked for, their corporate discounts, you tell them I work for blankety blank, and they'll knock 3% off the price here or whatever. Um, but so you got a bunch of these companies declaring, we won't do uh, kowtow, we won't give a, a discount to the NRA anymore. And so uh, I saw that. And I'm thinking, you know what? Screw you. I don't agree with everything the NRA does, but I don't appreciate you declaring all NRA members, in in essence, persona non grata at your business. And then you have FedEx stand up and say, look, we don't do politics. You give us a package, we deliver it as fast as we can. We're not getting in the middle of it. So everybody on the left is saying, boycott FedEx. Boy, they're pro-slaughter. Boycott them. Don't we all see where this ends? I don't want to go through my day buying my eggs over here because they're you know pro-Second Amendment and then my tube socks over there because they support free speech. But I'm going to drive an extra 15 miles out of my way to get my toothpaste because I'm not going to chop at any damned liberal blood. Come on, everybody. Would you quit? Seems a little crazy. 
Well, it's just, where does it end? Ends with Barbara Streisand cloning her funky French dogs. And finally, this statistic I found interesting. We've talked about this a lot over the years. So you got in, income inequality, you got uh, this and that, and people making different money, different places. Blah, of course blah, blah. they do. The USA had a household mobility rate of 10.9% in 2017. That would be people that People are, who live in mobile homes. That's people fascinating. That, people that uh, pick up and leave. Um, oh, okay. What, what year again? Uh, last year. Okay. 10.9%. That's the lowest moving rate in over 50 years. And it's been going down that whole time. Ten percent of households move every year, roughly ten, eleven percent. That seems unlikely to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I know that statistic. Well, I know I but don't. But anyway, know it. it's going. It's a down. known unknown. It's the lowest in fifty years, and it's been wow. going that direction. We're getting less and less mobile. We're less and less likely to seek our fortune somhow else for whatever reason. Is that a be, good thing or a bad thing? Uh, clearly, a bad thing. Seems like a bad thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What picks up the slack? I mean, it, well, I'll tell you what picks up the slack demanding that good whatever comes to you or be is brought to you by the government. That right. seems to be what picks up the slack. Right. Yeah. I can't afford this or that here. We don't have this or that here. So I need a Some, program. Somebody needs to make it happen. Right. As opposed to I'll move to where it is. Right. I'll move to where I can afford it or there's a job or whatever. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. I think, I think that, that's a meaningful statistic. Heck yeah, it's got to factor in to the fact that, that rents are so high or various things are so high in certain places because people aren't going to move. Yeah. Cato Institute, I retweeted this. They tweeted a, a chart of the federal budget and its growth and the, the flat, flat military spending, you know, adjusted for inflation and and uh, you know, fair, fairly flat discretionary spending, uh, and skyrocketing entitlement spending. Part of that has to do with the the baby boomers aging and the rest of it. But uh, yeah, the 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 lack of discussion of entitlement spending and what it means for us fiscally and socially is just a, we're not a serious country. We're not a serious electorate. Um, how does Dick's refusing to sell firearms to an 18, 19, or 20-year-old any different than a bakery refusing to bake a cake for a gay wedding? Yeah, we were talking a little bit about that earlier. I'd like to talk to a constitutional lawyer. Can a bar just say we're not selling alcohol to anyone under 30? Because, yeah, exactly. Because people in their 20s fight more. Like, whatever. Yeah, yes. exactly. And that's, I would say that. yes, because people in their 20s are not a protected class, which is a highly, highly problematic Principle, I would say, for a free society. Has that only not protected class? Has that only not happened because y- you wouldn't make enough money? Because it would be stupid. Yes, I don't know. If I ran a certain kind of bar, I could see how I don't want anybody under twenty-five in here. Yeah, yeah, the sort of bar I'd go to. Yeah, exactly. But I've I've never heard of that. Can you do it? I don't know. Where I could go sip a uh, delightful Cabernet Sauvignon and bring my what was that French dog Barbara Streisand in? I'd never heard of that in my life. I gotta have one of those just so I could say yes. It's they'd say, "Oh, is that a is that a schnauzer?" And I'd say, "No, it's a uh, whatever that is." In a world where a bar can't have ladies' night, can you deny Hello, an age? Ladies, or deny selling guns to a certain the age? The women's are a protected class. Oh, that's right. It's whether you're a protected class or not. Right. Some huh. animals are more equal than others, Jack. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
some more research on that mobility rate thing. It's front USA Today today. USA mobility at a 50-year low. And I don't know how long they've been keeping track of it. People aren't as willing to move around. And um, that's going to have results in the, the way the society is structured. Um, you know, we were, we were a moving people. This country was settled by people moving, leaving everything behind and crossing an ocean. Right. Then everything, crappy little boats where you're as likely to drown as not. Then, as we were talking about going around the Horn earlier, everything uh, west of the East Coast was people moving, leaving everything they knew to get in a covered wagon and go out and try it again. And then at some point, apparently, we stopped and decided, this is where I live. I like it here. I'm not going anywhere else. And if my life isn't what I would like it to be, somebody needs to give me what I lack. Or if, yeah, if, I, if, if, if a whole bunch of us can't find jobs here because there's no industry here, somebody better take care of us. Well, the post-WW2 era was an era of incredible mobility and striving and, and seeking out opportunities, the westward movement, et cetera, et cetera. But more on that, mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting topic. You know, <clears throat> as long as we're waxing philosophical, it's funny you should have brought up the, the whole nobody in real life ever talks about Hope Hicks or Jared Kushner thing. And I was watching uh, Brett Baer last night, special report on uh, Fox News, which is the best uh, newscast in America. Um, but he was on the White House lawn. He was jabbering with, uh, what's her name? Uh, what is her name? Blonde gal? Uh, Heather Locklear? That's it. <laughs> that's funny. I, I've got myself into such a state of not caring about this, I can't remember names that I know. Um, yeah, I've achieved a zen-like apathy. The, the, the campaign aid, mouth Morgan Fairchild. That's it. Never mind. It doesn't matter. So <laughs> you're. I don't know if you think you're helping, but you're not. <laughs> Kellyanne Conway, what do I win? Um, so, but he's jabbering with her, and he's asking the the typical Washington question. She's giving the typical spin, and they're so pleased with themselves. I just yeah. zapped through all of it. Then we're, we do our little pre-show meeting, and we're flipping through all the major papers and what they're offering, and what reporters might be uh, available or whatever. And and it dawned on me that the Wapo leads with politics. Then they go into national, then business, then world, then you know lifestyle, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's all about politics. And our nation's media being absolutely obsessed with national politics. And we've talked about this a lot through the years. The cult of the presidency and the new religion of the federal government being our savior. That if there is a problem, A, government should solve it. And B, it should be the federal government. We look to the federal government first, which is a terrible, 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 terrible idea. And I was reminded of that uh, last night. I went to my town's uh, city council meeting where I live. Uh, there's a uh, big flap over some illegal water rates that were charged and, and refunds and the rest of it. I won't get into detail, but it's, it's pretty interesting. How many people were there? Oh, it's probably uh, 65, hmm. maybe. Yeah, roughly. You know, it was between 50 and 75, I would say. Um, and a lot of people spoke, and, 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 uh, and it was interesting. And I noticed a couple of things, and I'm going to start with the positives, then move to the snippy. Um, I've said many, many times through the years, and last night reminded me with blinding clarity that the more local the government is the more responsive it is the more available it is and the more influence you have as a citizen now this should be obvious in a nation of 330 some million people if you go to washington dc and stand there on the capitol lawn and yell you know justice for the hittites or whatever you know good luck you go to your city council meeting 
And especially if you're prepared and have any eloquence whatsoever and you need a change made, there's a decent chance you will get a change made or at least be heard. Especially if you get five of you to show up on, oh my a, on a random night when nobody goes. Right, right. And and there were quite a few people uh, who were assembled and ready to speak on this issue. And it was it was great to see. And, you know, there's controversy over the, uh, the, the honesty, the efficacy, the helpfulness of certain uh, professional city uh, uh, personnel. Because generally in, in a fairly small city, you've got elected people like a board, and then you've got a city manager or, or something like that. And so there was, a, there was government accountability on parade. And it was far from perfect. In fact, it was highly imperfect. But it was at least available. And so I am begging you people to remember that which is so obvious I feel dumb having to point it out. The more local government is or the more local you seek more locally you seek solutions the more likely you are to get any satisfaction and looking to the federal government as some sort of god you look at dc as if it's heaven and the federal government as if it's god that is a miserable miserable formula for a free society in fact i think it's incredibly counterproductive i think it's dangerous because those people you know, we occasionally have the opportunity to talk to people who are in the know, who see the sausage being made, and it is nowhere, it's not within a thousand miles of what you heard in your civics class. Not within a thousand miles. Those people are laughing at you. And the only way you can get any sort of justice or, or you know, the, the, the things we hold dear is to stare them in the face. And to show up and to vote. Yeah, that's uh, without a doubt true. All of that is true. But it's it's not easy. Um, you know, you got a life, and then a city council meeting can be many, many hours long. They often put the controversial stuff at the end, and, you, and, you, and you'll be there for five hours. Yeah. Or they might say, we didn't get to that. We'll get to it next time. So you show up the next time, and you get a babysitter again, mm. and you stay up late, and you do it's all this stuff. It's not easy, and- says a man who wants freedom to be easy. I'm sorry, I hadn't flexed my unfair muscle for a while, and I well, knew it needed some exercise. <laughs> that's both unfair and fair. It's, no, it's, it's fair. It's, if you want to get something changed, you have to do that, but yeah. it's it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And there's a reason that a lot of people don't do it, and the activists win the day because uh, they make it a priority, and, and, they, and they get together, and they show up, and... One final thought. The childless and the old have the best shot, for one thing, at getting there and hanging out for five hours. I'm going to start volunteering to be a, a spokeshole for various charges. Or, I'm sorry, not charges. I'm reading while I talk. Stop that, Joe. For various causes. Eloquence and grand speechifying doesn't nearly mean everything in politics. There's a lot of grinding. But it really, really helps if you can make a point succinctly, powerfully, and sway hearts and minds. And a lot of people are well-meaning, but they just can't get it out. Yeah. And it's frustrating to see. How many? What percentage of people have ever been to one of their city council meetings, I wonder? 11%. Back to you. <laughs> Headline of your news next. Gun control front and center at the White House again today. We'll follow up on that and more. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. Some texts about uh, changing mobility in America, how people don't move anymore. Maybe we'll get to that. Ryan Seacrest, of course, under the gun. Oh, man. I, it's I, a serious allegations of pervoness. Well, they've been around pervosity. They've been around for a while, and then uh, they certainly have been talked about in the last, I don't know, week or so. But he has more or less ignored them. I'll be interested to see if he comes out on uh, 
the show with Kelly Ripa today and addresses it. Because now there's talk of people boycotting him at the Oscars. He's supposed to be part of the Oscars telecast this weekend. Hashtag no way, Ryan. Comes out in his underwear and just starts grinding on Kelly Ripa. <laughs> yes. I'd, I'd watch yes. that. I'd probably watch that. Wow. Does that make me a bad person? Yeah. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, Senate Democrats want President Trump to follow through on his push for comprehensive background checks for gun buyers. So they're going to be pressing him to endorse legislation that would extend background checks to online and gun show sales. That is going to come up today when they meet with Trump. He's hosting a bipartisan meeting at the White House to talk more about gun legislation. So they're going to really push hard on him to endorse this. So, yeah, the, the whole background check, almost everybody, like 99.7% or, or something, people want to uh, to strengthen background checks. I don't know how it works. I've only purchased a gun from a gun store where you do the regular background right. check. You can actually go to a gun show or between buyers, individuals, like if I sold Joe a gun, mm-hmm. it just goes from me to him without a background check. I think right. that's the way it works. Yeah, there are a couple loopholes. Mm. Meanwhile, you got Dick Sporting Goods announcing today it will no longer sell assault rifles. The CEO, Ed Stack, calling gun violence in the U.S. an epidemic. We're staunch supporters of the Second Amendment. I'm a gun owner myself, but we've just decided that based on what's happened and with these guns, we don't want to be a part of this story, and we've eliminated these guns permanently. Okay, well, that's, that's well put. It's a business decision. We don't want it was purchased at Dick's Sporting Goods in the news. Fair enough. No, I don't have any problem with them doing that. They get to do what they want. And then, you know, the chips will fall where they may, I suppose. And on I, the, the raising the age, right. I think, is interesting. I didn't know you could do that. And on and on it goes. Former Trump campaign chief Paul Manafort is pleading not guilty to the latest charges against him. And in a court hearing in D.C. this morning, the trial date was set for September 17th. That puts the high-profile trial squarely in the middle of the midterm election campaign. And will that be something we get to watch? I don't know. Will that be public or private? I I do not know. Boy, there'd be a lot of it that that would have to be private, wouldn't there? Of the trial? Yeah. Wouldn't a lot of the information? Wouldn't it? have to be behind closed doors? That's an interesting question, and I don't know. Well, the latest charges that he's facing in this trial would be the money laundering and failing to register as a foreign agent. Yeah, you can't, unless you're at Gitmo, you can't have a trial where you close the doors and it's not open to the public because Mm -hmm. it's classified. Otherwise, you know. God, is this whole thing going to result with it just turns out Manafort's a a, a criminal uh, and has been his whole life, and then that's it? I wonder. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then Manafort said, well, if you'll excuse me, I'm busy. I need to go off and lobby for Satan and burning apartment buildings and if he, if he, stepping on a nail. If yeah. he has anything on Trump, he certainly might be willing to give it up because he could spend the rest of his life right. in jail. He's a 70-year-old. Right. Almost. And he's facing now two trials, I do believe, in yeah. two different states. So you're spending money at an amazing rate for your lawyers and everything. Mm. So you go broke pretty quick. You know, I do find myself wondering about the mechanics of an espionage trial. I mean, is, is it yeah. good enough to say, Your Honor, he was handing over classified information? The defense gets discovery. What classified information? What the hell are you talking about over there? You'd shout across the courtroom. They'd have to show you, and then, hmm, how does that work? Huh. I'll have to do some reading on that. Another- or better yet, 
A listener who knows what they're talking about can email me. In California, at least, no, I cannot sell Joe a gun without a background check. Yeah. Okay. On another uh, note, shouldn't. <laughs> Certainly can. Email us at right. mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I have two 357 Magnums. I don't need two. I'm willing to sell one. Do you want to buy one? No, I want a shotgun, but thank okay. you. A San Jose, California assembly member is now proposing new legislation that would allow veterinarians to treat dogs with cannabis. A San Jose Democrat. Like Bow Wow Man. Ash Kala penned a bill that would make it legal for vets to propose cannabis as a treatment for pets. So this is catching on apparently in the West Coast. We'll man, I wish I could marijuana. get Baxter pot because he just, oh man, he hurt his paw. He got the bandage on. He can't run around. He's the kind of breed that needs to run around. What are right. we going to do? Maybe I'll feed him gin. <laughs> Couple martinis. That'll put him in a good place. All right, guess who is getting his own talk show? Alex Baldwin. Alec Baldwin is getting his own talk show. ABC's announced it's ordered a new series called Sundays with Alec, which will be based on his Here's the Think podcast. So it's a radio show? I don't know his podcast, so is it fairly hard news? Is it Ellen-like? That uh, tends to be more celebrity stuff? Pop culture topics is what it's Kind of Ellen-like. Everybody lapses into politics because he can't help himself. And he's hilarious, so it could be a good show. Yeah, going to be on Sundays on TV, I do believe, yeah. On TV? On TV. Sneak Peek episode airs on Sunday after the Oscars. You can't put that handsome man on radio. (laughs) ABC, you said? ABC. The American Broadcasting Corporation. He's a little bigger than he used to be. Well, I was just going to say, the guy from Hunt from Red October sure is fat. But that's what happens. Don't feel bad about it, fellas. <laughs> Ladies, come on. You ever catch a movie, yeah. like one of his early movies? Oh, he's a stud. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. Time to squeeze the bird. It's not a euphemism, folks. We actually uh, compress a bald eagle. <laughs> People age. They change. We all know that, right? Right. I saw an article, What Happened to Heather Locklear? And it was showing her mugshot versus her when she was in a bikini as a 22-year-old. She's 56. That's what happened to her. Time. Time (laughs) happened to her. God. You you didn't think that was going to happen to you? That's no excuse. (laughs) No excuse for looking different than you looked when you were 23. The undefeated champion of the universe. Time. Yeah, there's a picture of Heather Locklear up on the screen. That's what she looked like in the 80s. I looked a lot different in the 80s, too. (laughs) Are you saying that what Heather Locklear looks like now will shock me? Is that what you're trying to (laughs) tell me? Actually, it doesn't shock me. She looks like a 56-year-old woman, which is fine. Now, she's got a bit of a drug problem, but a bit of a brawler as it turns out. Got arrested the other day. Likes to throw dogs. We got a bunch of stuff we got to get into. Uh, I forgot. We had something good. Do we have something good? I doubt it. Maybe we don't have anything good. I didn't even consider that possibility. There's a decent chance we don't have anything good. Oh, the Northern California ice raids. We need to talk about oh, those. Yeah. Boy, the federal government's got to get involved with that one. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What do you think about the late night joke off? You want to do that? I think that's perfect. I was just oh, going to mention. Oh, you know what? I didn't pay off proof that The Bachelor is gay. Oh, 
I want to hear that. My wife will want to hear that. Yes. I told my wife there's a new book out about The Bachelor. Yeah, I think it's called The Bachelor, America's Number One Guilty Pleasure or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the producers is uh, talking about how they put that show together. And it... it's, uh, so, you know what? As a guy who just automatically, reflexively rolls his eyes at any mention of The Bachelor, <laughs> what I've heard from the book so far is really interesting. Yeah. And on a, you know, stupid, silly level. On kind of a psych- psychology level. But Laura, stay tuned, because what I tell you about Ari the Bachelor will shock you. I'll bet we got 30 texts immediately, which is a lot to get on any topic immediately. On the, what if I wanted to sell you a gun? Mm. I, I throw out the question. And apparently, where we live, we'd need to go to a gun store, but there is something about the the gun crowd, for better or worse, you know, draw well, you your have own to conclusions. Go to a gun store, yeah, have to go to a gun store, and they make the transaction. They're involved for in the you transic- to me. Yep. See, I didn't, I didn't know that I know because that I could like buy and sell thirteen firearms with people I know, and none of us would would probably know that or or care. I I don't know. I, I mean, didn't. I don't think about it that much, but I mean, it sounds vaguely familiar. Did I get past like last year or two years ago? I don't know. I don't know, but. Uh, People get really worked up really fast about this stuff. Hmm. And um, I don't know. I, I can't think of another topic where you get so much response so quickly. Yeah. For whatever reason. And, and, and I don't know what that reason is. Yeah, the gun crowd is adamant. Yeah. And I, I own three guns. Um. So the number one news story of the day, if you believe the mainstream media, is this whole Kushner uh, security clearance because thing. Because they are so obsessively self and Washington-centered unhealthy i want to go on that theme a little later on but but i'll shut up i'm getting the look all right all right do your silly little joke off and i'll talk about what could doom or save the union when we get around to it how many late night hosts took a swipe at the joke of Kushner's security clearance uh tonight we have three awesome it's uh and then joe will ban them from the business if they're not funny correct (laughs) here we go this afternoon First son-in-law, Jared Kushner, was denied his security clearance and has lost access to top-secret intelligence. What? I don't... What's wrong with you people? How will he fix the Middle East now? According to Politico, senior White House advisor Jared Kushner lost his top-secret security clearance on Friday because, as it turns out, you have to be 18. The president's son-in-law and advisor, Jared Kushner, had his security clearance downgraded today. But this means that he won't have access to a lot of top-secret documents. So I guess now Trump and Kushner won't be reading the Daily Intelligence briefing. I just hate the world now. Yeah. I, just, I just hate the <laughs> whole world. What did I tell you yesterday when you wanted to do that? I told you you're gonna, that we're all going to end up sad and angry. Sangry. I like do you want to go be sangry? I kind of like the second joke because it's just a shot at he looks like a child. But, Colbert, uh, C-. The unsufferably smug Colbert <laughs> has been, well, okay, Seth, well, uh, a B-. That was pretty funny because Kushner does look like he's a child. <laughs> Corden with a D. Banned for life from comedy. <laughs> Yeah, it was merely just, just tired of it. Just so, oh, so worn out by it. Hard to imagine why we did it. Because <laughs> I asked for it, I guess. <laughs> well, you're down, so you're very kickable. T- today's show going big on the Ryan Seacrest story. We'll uh, hit you with some oh, of the details my. coming up. He'd be one of your bigger stars if he takes a fall, wouldn't what? he? I don't know the networks. Does he work for ABC? Or uh, does he work for NBC? 
Or is that show picked up randomly? Do you know Hanson? Oh, Kelly in the... Seems to be a bit of a freelancer. Yeah, I don't know if it's a show that works just... for iHeartMedia in a lot of things, but... I don't know if it's a syndicated show that different networks pick up in local markets. I don't have any idea. I don't either. And I don't care. But, but... He, no, I don't... Well, I don't care. But he'd, he'd be a big star if he ends up losing his career. Well, yeah, and he's... You know what's... Uh, people, New Year's Eve. People not, you know, in the biz like ourselves don't understand. He's... <laughs> He's a producer who controls probably tens of millions of dollars worth of projects. Oh, geez, a lot more than that. He, he was oh, the guy who gave the Kardashians a reality show. That was that what? Was, he was the producer of that. Where is he? Yeah. Where is he? Yeah, never forget. <laughs> Let me at him. So, nice note from uh, Dave here. Dave is the guy. Do you know people who have like their sign off on their, all their emails? Dave's, we have a couple of, we have a handful of listeners who have great, what do you call it, the signature. The auto signature thing. Auto signature. We have a couple of listeners who have great auto signatures who I like. Dave's is probably my favorite. It's the quote from the Declaration of Independence. It's one of the reasons TJ, with the help of the other founding papas, enunciated for declaring independence and having a revolution. And I quote, he has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. There could be no better description of our current government. But anyway, that's David Sinoff. Back to The Bachelor, Jack. Ari The Bachelor that's is... at the end oh, of every one of that, his emails? Including one about The Bachelor. Okay. Ari The Bachelor <laughs> is completely gay. Well, that's what I've kind of thought since the beginning, which is an interesting premise for a show where a bunch of really hot women are fighting each other to try to be his wife. But I want to make clear, he's completely gay, not gayish or somewhat gay or 85% gay, but completely gay. We had a boss who said that to us once about that a guy, he's Listen, I had a friend, turned out he was gay, and I mean he was totally gay. <laughs> he says to us across his desk, and we both glanced at each other like, uh, what does that mean? <laughs> anyway, I want you to uh, react immediately. How strong is this evidence? I was match. <clears throat> I was watching The Bachelor, writes Dave, and noticed he has a two tattoo. Oh, jeez, Joe, Joe, slow down. Think you're thinking about Ari. He's pretty hot. Because <sighs> I'm slightly gay. I was watching The Bachelor, noticed he has a tattoo on his forearm near his wrist that says four two six zero one. This is the prisoner number of Jean Valjean. In Les Miserables, he has a Les Mis tattoo on his wrist. I like Les Mis as much as the next straight guy, but not enough to get a tattoo of it, hmm. writes Dave. He's got the tattoo of, music, of, of not only musical theater, but Les Mis on his wrist. Gay. Which is fine, it's just... You know, it makes, odd given the context. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> given the context, it's a bit of a sham. Well, right, yeah. If Mister Gay America is known as a cat hound, that would be odd. Straight guy with a lay Miz tattoo on his wrist. Gotta believe the people at the Bachelor got a lot of money involved in not choosing a gay guy. Although that'd be quite the controversy. That would be the oh my god, 
during the the final episode where somebody gives somebody a rose or takes it away or grows them or prunes them. I don't know. I don't watch the show. But so, uh, so, he does a lot of walking on the beach and staring out into the sea. Right. And all of a sudden announces he's gay. That would be pretty good. Oh, yeah. He gets the two. Isn't Don't they have the two last final yeah. Oh, gals? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he says, I wanted to talk to both of you at once. I know this is unconventional. And he has two roses. And you're thinking, what, bigamy, polygamy? He says, you know, I know this is probably an uncomfortable time to reveal this because I've grown to care about you both so much. Both of you. Pan to the girl on the right. Quick cut to the girl on the left. Tears in their eyes. But I think you both need to know. I'm a homosexual. (laughs) 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 Compassion would play that music. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that would get some attention. Yeah. I mean, if, if anybody feels like the show's maybe peaked and isn't quite as hot. The, the last show is the dumbest, obviously, because they spend two hours usually. You're completely, totally head over heels in love with both people. Right. And you have to choose one. Because that, that happens that, routinely? Sure. It's throughout history. <laughs> it's a normal thing to have happen. And whether you're the one who's in love with two people or you're on the other end of it, and you're supposed to say, oh, you were equally in love with her and it was a tough decision, but you chose me. Well, that's grand. And you can't figure out your feelings the last five minutes. (laughs) They're just neck and neck coming down to the wire. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty silly. All right, so, well, we have no time to tell you what we're doing next, but it will fascinate you. Seacrest might be in trouble. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.